Sayonara. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sophie Krat, and I'm going to talk today about the influence of global English on the Ukrainian language. When did this start? How? And what's the public attitude towards it? Firstly, let's refresh our memory with some historical facts. As we all know, English nowadays is not a language of a particular nation. It is simply the language of the world. Two-thirds of English speakers around the world are non-native. Adapting the English language by the nations of former colonies resulted in the formation of many types of English, such as Hanglish, Singlish, Ebonics, etc. But what about the languages of former states of Iron Curtains, particularly Ukraine? The country has recently become a world-renowned thanks to Trump-Biden robbery. Well, since the middle of the 18th century, Ukraine has always been having a language issue. Ukrainization has survived many acknowledgement battles throughout the Russian Empire, Soviet era, independence of Ukraine, Orange Revolution, and finally, the 2019 re-election under the slogan of Language, Faith, Army. Despite the multilinguistic and multicultural construction of the Ukrainian society, one of the weapons that have been used in this linguistic battle is banning the use of any other languages rather than Ukrainian. Interestingly, all the efforts of imposing and purging the native Ukrainian language appeared unsuccessful due to the unexpected human factors have appeared on the battlefield. On one hand, the strict Ukrainization movement has been unable to cover all the life aspects. This created linguistic gap that needed to be covered by another language. On the other hand, the young generation who raised up overseas came back to the homeland bringing the language compensation that has been developing in a different direction. As a result, Anglicism became a norm of a daily life of the Ukrainian language. How is the Ukrainian Anglicism used? Ukrainian Anglicism is used in many ways. Some terms are borrowed without any adjustment. For example, shopping, mail. The majority of the borrowed nouns 
are adjusted to the Ukrainian grammar system, obtaining gender, number, and case endings. For example, Flituha, a flat. Some are mispronounced, like Kiberland, Cyberland, Softa, Software. And others are used differently than English. Respect, from respect, means greeting, hi. Likewise, some verbs are derived from English nouns. Okekate, from okay, means to agree. Yusate, to use. Payusayo, I use. In fact, those Anglicisms are used in all aspects of life, including the professional. But what about the public attitude towards the Anglicism movement? In contemporary setting, it is hard to obtain an impartial survey on the public attitude towards this issue. The topic of language is strictly censored by political, linguistic, social, and even religious authorities. However, we can notice that mainly the opinion is divided into two sharply distinguished parts. The Ukrainization supporters find themselves facing a new linguistic enemy. They consider it as disqualification of Ukrainian identity and culture. However, most supporters of the Ukrainian Anglicism are the youth who see no threat in the penetration of English borrowing. On the contrary, it increases their prestige. It makes them feel educated as well as integrated in the European Union that their government is attempting to join. As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, the effect of the global English on Ukrainian language cannot be denied, nor controlled. Moreover, the future of those change cannot be predicted. It seems Ukrainian integration with European society has been taking an unexpected dimension. This dimension is drawn by those who return to their community just to be acknowledged as Ukrainians and to be heard as Ukrainians. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Was with you, 
Sophie Krog on the influence of global English on Ukrainian language. AUT